You've now locked into Living Blessed, the podcast, where we're talking the highs, the lows, the darkest moments that we've all hidden from the world, and everything in between. This is the moment of truth. This is why we're living blessed. And now, your host, Jovan J. Palmer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Living Blessed, the podcast. I'm your host, Jovan J. Palmer. And as always, we have a special guest on. And uh, got my brother from another mother, Brother Sparrow, on the main line. What's up? How you feeling today? I'm great, man. Kicking playing live from cold Vegas. Yeah. Y'all played me. <laughs> y'all definitely played me because I thought I was going to be coming out here to some heat. That's for sure. But I've never been out here in December, though. We'll catch you next time on the heat. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm here about once or twice a year. So, about that North Carolina uh, winter out here. Absolutely. So, I'll note to self, never come back in December. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> y'all won't catch me here another New Year's Eve. Sure. Hopefully, by the time, the next time we have uh, plan somewhere, this time we'll be out somewhere else. You know, it's my yeah. beach. Yeah, might have to meet you in Atlanta. I'm all for it, man. So, let's, let's get into it, man. Let's uh, tell the folks who you are, man. I am. My name is Ryan Sparrow. <laughs> from Durham, North Carolina, bullshit, what up, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, gra- I graduated from a Winston State University communication degree that I'm not using, but, I mean. <laughs> Don't feel bad. You know. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Isn't that what usually happens? Yep. That's how it works. So, we've met you through your lovely wife. Yeah. Joy Holiday Sparrow. Mm-hmm. And I can say, man, meeting you has been a pleasure for sure. For sure, same here. Because I gained not more, not more. I gained a friend, but I also gained a brother. For sure. I like, said, so you're like one of the coolest dudes I've ever met because you're just so calm and collective and just mellow. Yeah. And your wife is back there hating on you. For sure. <laughs> no, I told everything she told you. <laughs> now nah, we heard the whispers. I, de- I would definitely say I'm a. I'm definitely laid back. Very sure. laid back. But I do like to turn up when the time is right. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Man, so let's get into it, man. Date us back to, because you're only child. Yes, I am. I could and couldn't imagine being the only child. I'm an only child, the only grandchild. you like the, almost the only everything almost. Yeah, on, on my mom's side, I'm a only nephew. But on my dad's side, I'm like, I just fall in the mix somewhere. So what was that like growing up as the only on your mom's side (laughs) you know it was cool and then it wasn't because i kind of i didn't have to fight with somebody i got i pretty much got everything i wanted at the same time i had moments where it was like oh man i wish i had somebody play to play with right now because you know i had a bunch of imaginary friends (laughs) (laughs) like a bunch of action figures that i had like i did i'll tell you this it definitely gave me a great imagination like it definitely i definitely had to use that and i love stories and writing and stuff mm-hmm. like that because i had plenty of time you like right huh. i don't do it as much as i used to i dibbling down a little bit you like writing like like rapper writing or just like writing that like poetic type like, stuff more poetry more poetry sure. or just stories he wrote you a poem i not wrote her a yeah. poem but i wrote her heartfelt letters i can see that oh romeo you just can't hate on that that's, that's true <laughs> <laughs> So you're growing up the only child and you've had imaginary friends, right? That, that's what you said? <laughs> I'm not trying to make it seem bad. It's cool. So I was like, I got everything I wanted. And for the most part, when mm-hmm. it came to like material things, but at yeah. the same time, when it came to like some feeling like somebody had my back when I was in school, getting picked on, anything like that, I really didn't have that. Like I really, it was really kind of like fighting for myself. Mm. So. so what was that? As far as like, you know, you're talking about fighting for yourself. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? It sucked. Like, I just, I, I, had, I had nobody to turn to. And then when I finally did make friends, I looked at my friends as like my brothers and my sisters. And mm-hmm. it was like, that's kind of, 
it's not real. Like we, when they go home, they go home to their families. When I go home, I go home to mine. I don't, it's like we just building a bond at school. Not really. So I didn't really, if I'm fighting somebody, if I'm getting picked on, I'm fighting by myself. Mm. I know, I know nobody is coming to my defense. So it was like, it, it kind of, it made me kind of turn within. I really looked at my parents as like my friends. Mm. I, mean, I looked at my parents as my best friend. That's like, no little kids should look at their parents like that. Yeah. You know, your parents, your parents are your parents. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you look at your parents as your friends. Do you think that kind of maybe in a sense could have like stifled you all's relationship? Yeah, in a sense. Cause like I depended on them for more than just parental roles. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I, if they, uh, if we couldn't do something or like my dad had to work and like couldn't hang out with me, it was like, I was bummed out. I was mm-hmm. like, like, what am I going to do? My, my best friend isn't here. <laughs> Those were like the, the bad parts of being an only child. Yeah. So what are some of the good things about being an only child? Every serial thing, they, any, anything I really wanted, I didn't, it was like, okay, you can have it. Like Christmas mm-hmm. was always bomb because all the toys were going to be mine. And, but at the same time, I come from parents that like started working really early is when they came up, they come, they come from uh, Virginia and like they were both raised on farms. So they started working. They was, before they was working in offices or whatnot, they was working in the field. They kind of raised me like that where as soon as I could start working, I just started working. Like I, I learned to earn it at a young age it was like uh my dad used to work at american red cross and every saturday they would watch the fleet of cars out there and he would just let me tag along with him and every weekend that was 60 dollars in my pocket and i would instead of buying instead of them buying these video games i learned how to earn my money and buy my video games for myself mm-hmm. so that they they instilled hard work in me but at a young age for sure did your parents want other kids or they were just settled on one i think they were back and forth in between it and then i think uh mom i think my mom had some complications having me so Mm -hmm. i don't think they wanted to try it again once it was once it was so complicated having me like what's that saying i I broke the mold (laughs) (laughs) so it was like yeah after that it was like Mm -hmm. nah we good but I think sometimes my mom expresses regret that they didn't have more kids. Yeah. Especially because I grew up and moved away from home and it's like she, she's there by herself. Mm-hmm. So, but it is what it is. We can't change it now. She's, it ain't happening now. It's <laughs> 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 way too late. Oh man, never too late. <laughs> uh, well, in the, the, due to the circumstances, yes, it is. So you moved away from home. Now, how was that on the relationship then? Kind of because you're the only child. Were there like any like thing times where you were like, I wish I had a sibling right now in this moment? Yeah, for sure. Like doing a little knucklehead stuff when I was a kid, just um, wishing somebody I, I had somebody to blame it on, or wishing somebody I could get caught with, or uh-huh. or even like times where I would sit in my room and just cry because I was lonely. Mm. And like I was, I was so lonely, and I couldn't. Um, I didn't really want to run to my mom and tell her that because I didn't want to make her feel bad. So I definitely missed out in that sense of having a sibling. Like I just. Sometimes I just need I just needed a like a friend hug, like a friend slash sibling hug at at, at the house. Because mm-hmm. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna just run to my mom or my dad with like with every little problem. Cause they, you know, they got their own stuff going on in that sense. Definitely wish I uh had a sibling. Now you mentioned your dad being your best friend. Yeah, yeah. 
how did that relationship develop from him just being your parent to him becoming your best friend? We kind of like, we kind of did everything together. Like, and if, if I was in trouble, I would be more so in trouble with my mom. And like, he would always like come to save me or come like, I feel like he would always come to my rescue. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, we, we were just so tight. I played basketball because he, he taught me how to play. I rode my motorcycles because I rode with him. And uh he taught me how to drive. Like when I was way too young to be driving, like we just did everything together. And I just like he 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 has such a he was such a he has such a positive and good spirited person, like always funny, always laughing. That's probably who I get that from. But I'm mm -hmm. always joking. And that's definitely that developed because he was just a, a really good person and really, really just really nice to me. Mm -hmm. Like, not that my mom wasn't, they were both really nice to me, but he was like, he just felt like a friend, which is like, could be kind of bad, but as a kid, like, it's like the best thing yeah, ever. Yeah, like, like, yeah, that's yeah. My dad and my friend. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it developed, that's how it developed. And then, uh, so like when I lost them, that like kind of, that like crushed my whole world. Hmm. Yeah. How old were you when you lost your dad? I was 13. Yeah, I was 13. 13 turned 14. Hmm. So yeah. Now how'd he, uh, how'd he pass? Uh, he passed away in a, um, motorcycle accident. And, um, let me not say it like it's simple like that. Can I, can I tell the, can I tell the whole story? However you want to. Yeah. So, one day he got called to a um he got a call from his best friend and um to go to a car show and uh we was just chilling at the house and he asked me did I want to go and like to this day I can't figure out why I said no but like for some reason that I remember the NFL draft was on and for some reason I just said no nah, I'm good and it's crazy because I love car shows like that's something that we enjoy it's one one of the many things that we enjoy together like we always went to car shows so that day he was just uh, he asked me I want to go I said no and next thing you know I hear the motorcycle in the garage cranking up and he gone and my mom was upstairs and shortly after he left. She came downstairs like, um, where'd your dad go? Where's he at? Like, what happened? I was like, oh, he left. Da, da, da. And they, it was like, well, she was like, why didn't he tell me that he left? Like, he, he always tells me before he leaves, especially if he's getting, if he's getting on the motorcycle. And I'm defending him like, man, he's grown. I don't know what he's doing. Why you gotta not understand that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Works or relationships. I'm like, he ain't gotta tell you that. I'm like, what? So maybe 45 minutes later, she gets a call and like, I just, I hear her, I hear her ask, is he, is he conscious? And I'm, I'm guessing the answer was no. Cause next thing you know, I heard, I heard a drop, like a body drop when she hit the floor. And so, uh, I run back there and I'm like, what's going on? She, she breaking down and uh I'm I'm kind of like I don't really know what's going on but I understand like that something isn't right and we need to go to the hospital so I'm like 
picking her up off the floor because she's screaming, where's Ray? Where's Ray? That's my dad's best friend. And she's trying to uh get herself together to call him. But I'm trying to get her up and pick her up and get her in the car because I can't drive to the hospital. I just know that's where we have to go. So um I'm still not really understanding what's going on. I just know something something's wrong with my dad. I know like something bad is has happened. Cause the answer of course to the is he conscious is he conscious question was no. So but on the way to the hospital, we we the way where we live in North Carolina it's like a it's very uh it's like the outskirts of ooh, I'm sorry, it's the outskirts of Durham. So it's like one one road in town, one road out. And um on the way to the hospital, we come up a hill and we literally pass the accident. So we pass uh I see my dad's motorcycle and it's pretty much in a ball. And I like what happened was I was looking down and I just heard my mom scream and she stops the car in the middle of the road and gets out and it's like screaming in the middle of the road because we're there at the accident, but my dad is gone. That ambulance already came and got him. But by the way, the motorcycle was like wrapped up. You could tell it was, it was, it wasn't good. So, but yeah, we get to the hospital and we got to the hospital. He was still alive. And, um, he passed maybe, maybe 20 minutes after we had been there. And so and that was like that whole, that was April 23rd, 2005. And like that whole day just changed my life. So what's going through your mind as you're, uh, you're seeing this? Because you know you're explaining how your mom was feeling. About what's going through your mind as you're seeing the actual accident and the motorcycle balled up and everything like that? Well, when we were at the scene of the accident, I was more so concerned about getting my mom back in the car because mm-hmm. I'm still not. Because my like, I looked at my dad like Superman. Like he had been in a few accidents before. One where like the car had caught on fire and he got his leg burnt up real bad. But I never, I never, I was. 13, so I never like fathom my dad dying like that. Like I'm thinking, are we gonna grow old? Or he's gonna grow old and I'm gonna see him grow old and he gonna see me have kids and all type of stuff. So um at the moment as we were at the accident, I didn't really I was just like, get get mom in the car, get her in the car, you gotta get to the hospital. Uh but I was thinking like I saw their motorcycle and I was like, damn. So that's what was in my head at that moment when we got to the hospital and uh, I, I still really could, I still couldn't really process it. It was like a, the, the, the clearest moment I had was when the, uh, I think it's called the chaplain at the hospital. Mm-hmm. When they, they came in with the doctor and he had a Bible in his hand and I was like, I'm like, Oh my God, they about to tell me, they about to tell me that, I, that I'm never going to see my dad again. Not that they're going to say it like that, but that's how I heard it. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, like my ears were ringing. Like I couldn't really hear anything else. Once that, uh, once they said what they said, it was just like, I couldn't, like my mind just, I just lost and my mind went blank. 
And I put it, I didn't even cry until more of like, until his siblings got there. That's when it kind of hit me like, no, this, this is really real. Like, like we about to, we, I'm thinking when we get to the hospital, I'm thinking like, oh man, he probably, he, he probably got some scratches on him. I like, I don't know. I'm not really, cause my mom wasn't all the way there, of course, cause she, I'm, I'm losing my dad, but she's losing the love of her life. Yeah. So she's out of it. So it's like, it was, it was, it was difficult to process. Definitely. Definitely had it's to this, to this day, it's still difficult to process it. Cause I like sometimes like I sit back on it and I'm more angry than I am sad. Cause what, what I found, it, it was what I found out later was, uh, where he got killed at and where we live at is on the same street as the guy that hit him. We all live on the same street. And so when I remember I told you earlier, it's a one way street in the town. So yeah. I, I passed his house and where my dad got killed at every day going to school. It's so you like, have to relive that memory yeah. every day for the rest of your life, pretty it was, much. It was, yeah, mentally draining. And like the best way, the best way I knew how to deal with it was to like just numb it out. Like try to try not to think about it as much as possible because I like the spot got to get passed, and like I, I I have to pass the spot. Then I also have to pass the guy that hit him, and knowing that he's a free man, knowing that. I think he got his license taken away for like a year. And, uh, that was pretty much it. Like just slap on the wrist. And so just knowing that he just, he got to see his dad again or he gets to enjoy life again. I, w- I was so angry. I, I am so angry and hurt, but like I was sad, but my sadness definitely turned into anger for sure. Now the guy who hit your dad was it an accident was it like do you know exactly how it happened he um so it was a gas station right there and he was um the guy was my dad was riding his motorcycle down the street and the guy didn't see him and made a left turn in front of him so it was basically a head-on collision and my dad they said he flew like 50 feet and like once he went off the impact, he flew like 50 feet and then pretty much was never, never woke back up, never gained consciousness. So help me out. The guy hits, hits your dad. Uh-huh. The court sees it as what? Uh, vehicular manslaughter. And he all, he gets his, just his license taken away? Mm-hmm. He got his license revoked for a year. But they really don't keep tabs on it. Like my mom saw him driving within that year that he wasn't supposed to, right? And she called the cops or whoever she called and you know, nothing was done about it. Mm-hmm. It was like, it is what it is. It was like, you just had to, just had to keep on pushing. My, but really, I, I held a lot of anger towards like, towards everybody. I, I held anger towards my mom too, because she wouldn't let me go to court with her when all the, all the like court dealings were going on. Mm-hmm. She just wouldn't let me go. Like, I don't know. She, I mean, I know she was trying to protect me, but like, I just wanted to be there. I felt like, I felt like I had a, uh, I had a right to be there. That's yeah. my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I wanted to defend his legacy, defend his memory, like, like I know he would do for me. But so, but I, but I could never go to court. I would just, they would just come back and tell me whatever happened. And they came back and told me, like, you know, he ain't going to jail. No probation, none of that, just suspended license. 
Yeah. We can get it back. We got it back. So, yeah. I was angry, angry about that for a long time. So in that moment, what are you feeling? In which which moment? Uh, Knowing that the guy who murdered your dad, yeah, like, you know, he's still out roaming yeah, around I, free. I'll tell you this. Every day that I passed his house, I wanted to, like, I wanted to stop in his driveway and ring his doorbell. And whatever happened when he answered, it would just be, it would just be that. And like, knowing that that wouldn't bring my dad back, I just, I just thought it would make me feel better. Mm. Cause I like, it just, it took a lot of me mentally just passing that house every day. Cause I, we still live in the same house until, well, my mom lives in the same house to that day. But that's why I never found it hard leaving home cause I knew I would be getting away from that. I never wanted to get away from my mom. It's just the feeling of having to relive that. Yeah, and knowing I can't do nothing about it. Yeah. And if and if I do something to him, I'm the one that gotta pay for it. I'm the one that gotta go to jail. And like then I'm wrong. So yeah, I was angry. My first I was always like how I'm how me and you always joke or how I always joke with everybody. Mm-hmm. I was like I've been like that my whole life, but when my dad got killed that was when I first had my like my first blackout, just just rage, just because we had a couple motorcycles, mm-hmm. and uh, a few months later, my mom wanted to sell another one we had, and I just I felt like she was trying to get rid of the memory of my dad, and I just lost it. Just I like I didn't blackout, but I blanked out. Cause I never understood that whole blackout thing. Cause I like, I remember stuff, even when I'm like so upset. Like I, I do it consciously cause I'm that mad. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, no, I, I blanked out for sure. So what were you doing with all the anger that you had pent up inside? Looking for a way to release it. I mean, I was just holding it in. I like, I, to this, I'm like that now. Like it was. I'm not proud of it. I'm working to be better or trying mm-hmm. to be better. But I know that I was like, I was suppressing. I would like suppress it by, of course, not at the time, but like as I got older, I would try to suppress it by drinking, smoking, just anything that I could do to like just calm myself down. Cause if I get to thinking about it for too long, if I get to thinking about like my loved ones that I miss, like outside of my dad, like my granddad. If I get to think about them, like dang, they really gone, like they really left me, and I'll be angry about it, like it's like it's the first day that it happened. Mm-hmm. So I try to like suppress it any way I can. But I know now that I'm married, I can't like I can't always be that way. I can't because I'm like, I want to have kids one day. I can't, I can't make my kids pay for, I mean, I can't make my kids or my wife pay for my past. Mm. I can't take that out on them because that's not their fault. And sometimes like things will happen between me and my wife and um it'll be triggering to me, but it's like nothing that not, it, it's not her fault. Like if she, 
if she leaves the house without telling like how my dad left the house that day without telling um my mom not I go right back to that day like it's like it's a chance you could it's a chance you could not come back home and then like just just let me know that you yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but but at the same time like she gets it now but at first you just like you know that's you making me pay for somebody else's mistakes or somebody's what somebody else did which is fair so yeah but i'm trying i'm trying to be better and what ways do you think you're trying to be better in dealing with the anger just calming down just calm down and listen just mm-hmm. relax because my because i'm i'm a type of person like i'm either zero i'm either i'm either at one or i'm either at ten there's no like in between mm. so that's why most of the time i just stay at one it's like I don't. So it's not like I'm working my way up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like either I'm either I'm cool or I'm mad. Mm-hmm. So, what ways am I trying to do to make it better? Just, just, just understanding that it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. Understanding that just just understand on a different level because you know a lot of people will say you try therapy out. And stuff like that. And I think therapy, I don't think therapy is bad. I just, I don't think therapy is for me, but having talks with like, uh, family members and you, you, you know, you've been there for them talks, you know, people, people are, uh, slowly opening my mind up to it. You know, because when my friend, when my dad first died, I did try therapy, but and it didn't really, and I didn't, I wouldn't say it worked out. I just wasn't really putting all my all my effort into it because I felt like uh, no matter how much therapy I do, how much therapy I go to, it's um, it's not gonna bring my dad back. Yeah, so it's like. What's the point? In it? I I feel like I you know I just gotta just gotta deal with it. So, but so how how have you been dealing with it? Yeah, <laughs> that's man, that's a good question. That's a good. Question. I do lately and starting in twenty twenty two. I'm uh I've been looking at myself in the mirror a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Just be like, man, you know, I gotta take it. I gotta take accountability for um, accepting what I cannot change. Uh, because for so long, I was, um, I was just upset. But then I, I'm chasing. How can this? I'm trying to make it make sense in my head. Which <laughs> I feel like it's gonna come out all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm really chasing, I'm not, if anything, I'm trying to escape my dreams, mm-hmm. not, not escape reality, because reality is fine, it's my dreams that kind of get to me, like my dreams are like a, I dream that my dad is a, 
still alive. I feel I mean, in my dreams, I dream that my dad is still alive or like that something happened to him where he had to go away for a while. But like he comes back, like maybe he went to prison or something like that. But he he comes back in my dreams and lets me know that like, I don't know, I'm, I'm still here or things like that. And then when I wake up and he's really not here, it, it like, it, it'll mess my whole day up. Mm. So. Now you meant, <clears throat> mentioned therapy not being for you. Why why is it for everyone else but not for you? Because I, I I think it can help. I think it can be helpful for people. I think people can find whatever they are looking for. I don't because I don't know everybody else's situations and issues. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think it can help people. I just don't feel like it'll be beneficial to me. Cause it's like, and I don't, I don't want to. It's gonna come off. <laughs> it's gonna come off crazy. I don't feel like I have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I've, I've questioned. The only person that can answer my questions is God. And like, I feel like I'm being disrespectful by asking God why so much. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, and I'm like, I feel like a therapist will probably be it'll probably do me some good it'll probably give me some comfort for a day or two but in between time i'm going like i i know my mind is going to revert right back to where it was because because i'm because i'm i'm still at the place where i'm like but god why mm-hmm. right? and they and like uh i so they say it's disrespectful to question God and whatnot, but like I can't help but to. So I just don't think I just don't think therapy would give me the not so much the answers, but the feeling that I'm looking for. I don't feel like it would fulfill me. What feeling are you looking for? To to just be to just to just be okay with the way things are, mm. like because. I'm just, I'm just not okay with how the way, with how the way some things panned out. Like, and what are a few of those things? Like, uh, losing my granddad when I did, uh, of course, losing my father. Sometimes the way, the way I handle situations, I get, like when I get too mad, I I feel like I disappoint myself. Hmm. So I think that may that may that that last one may be the one. As I'm saying, thinking about them, like that may be the one that therapy could actually maybe give me. I don't know. Maybe maybe help out with a little bit. But man, I don't know. I just I don't feel like therapy is really going change my life and i i look at i look at uh talking to my friends or just be being able to get my thoughts all the way out or having somebody not even to talk to friends just have somebody to listen to me i find that more therapeutic than anything mm-hmm. like when joy like when we can just talk and 
not when she don't have to give me an answer back or I can just get something off my get everything that I'm feeling off my chest. I feel good. I, I feel I feel real good. But then like, you know, things could pile up again in yeah. like a week's time. Mm-hmm. So and I'll be right back to where I was at. So man, I just get once. I'm the type of person where uh I just hold on to things and it, like I've suppressed things for so long that when when it blows up like it blows up. You know, it's like <laughs> this is atomic bomb. <laughs> Hiroshima. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I therapy therapy probably could help in some ways. In some mm-hmm. ways I'm so like stuck in my ways that I don't think I don't think you'll be able to help it. So let me ask you this. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to position this question. Because you mentioned you want to be a dad one day. Yeah. And there's a book that I've read called It Didn't Start With You. And it talks about how things that we go through or just like traumatic events are kind of just passed down from generation to generation to generation. And there's something inside of you that could potentially be passed down to your future child. Right, right. Do you want that for your child? Nah. Certain things I love to pass down, but like shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Your shoe, your shoe game is crazy. Certain things, appreciate it. But uh, certain things I would love to pass down, but of course, like all the the negative things. No, of course I wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So does right. that? So does that position change your position on therapy? I would say I'm becoming more open to the thought of it. Mm-hmm. Like before having some of the conversations I've had lately, it was like straight up nine. <laughs> nah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not doing it. Like it'd be a waste of time. Yeah. And I feel like uh, this person's only here because I'm paying them to be here. If, 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 you weren't getting paid how much would you care about me, you know? That's what you think of us therapists? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. But you're getting this conversation for free. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? Like, nah. But I'm getting I'm getting more I'm getting more open to the thought of it. Okay. I'm coming, I'm I'm like slowly coming around, coming around to it because it's difficult. I just and plus I was for the for the longest time I was so cool with dealing with with dealing with things the way I dealt with them. Mm. Like I would I'm like I would smoke and go to sleep no knowing that like I smoked enough that I wouldn't dream. It 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 sounds terrible coming out, but I was cool with it. But that was when I was, you know, living by myself. Mm-hmm. I would like, live, I smoke and drink till I passed out wherever I was at, like in my apartment. Like if I'm on the couch, that's where I'm at for the night. If I'm, if I'm in the bed, if I'm at the kitchen table, that's where I'm at for the night. It don't matter. Like I just, I just need to do enough so that I can sleep mm-hmm. because my thoughts when I'm by myself in like in my own space, 
It's just too much. It's just too much to handle. Like, I would, I, me and Joy could get in an argument sometimes, or when I, when we were just dating, mm-hmm. and I would, I could go home and be by myself and just start, just start wrecking my apartment, like, break whatever. Just if I'm just sitting there thinking about it, looking at it too long, I just, would just break it. And that's, and like, it's, that's toxic behavior, right? So mm-hmm. I can't, I knew I, you know, I can't bring that into marriage. I can't bring that into like, uh, the future. Yeah. Whatever the future holds. I can't, I can't, I can't keep doing that. Cause that's not, like I said earlier, it's not fair to her. Cause she, I'm like, she ain't signed up for that. So, but once I, once, once I actually got married and we were living together and had a house in our own house, like, that's one of the best things that happened to me because, or if not the best thing that happened to me, mm. like she, she, she has been helping me get it together, like purposely and not purposely. Mm. Like I, I definitely don't drink or smoke nowhere near as much as I used to. Uh, definitely not the smoking. Like that's once in a blue moon. I'm gonna have, have some wine. Every now and then, but I don't get like, I don't get stupid drunk like I used to. And I don't, definitely don't sleep on the couch no more. If I do, she, she, I do, I, she, I, I, I wake up, like, hey, right? Yeah, You see how you like, even if you doze off on the couch, yeah, like she, she do not play. She don't play with it. So that's def, that's definitely it. She has helped me out in more ways than she knows and more ways than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> no, I was just saying, I definitely, I definitely give her the glory for that. So what has marriage been? Well, I should know. Before I ask that question, mm-hmm. what has it been like dating Joy? Because it seems to be like <laughs> stronger. <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> that's your wife. It's yeah. not like my friend. That's your wife now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm glad you know. I tried. I tried to warn you. <laughs> but they enjoy, and you said like he, she's pretty much like changed you in a sense. Mm-hmm. What are some of the changes that you've seen from like prior to dating her and then also when you all first started dating? Like, did you know, like, cause I know some, there's some people like, I met this girl, she changed my life. And I just knew like from day one, like, yo, like she was the one. Like, yeah. I heard a lot of guys say that. And I'd be like, yo, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, what do you know? When do you know like somebody's like that one? Yeah. Well, man, where do I start? She, um, before dating her, I really, I really was so nonchalant about life. Like I mm. just didn't care. Like I just like I was in college, right? As a senior, like I didn't have a plan for graduation. Like after after I graduated, and when she realized that, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm out. I'm about like we can't. This ain't gonna work. Like you ain't got no plan. Like we." So, Joy? Yeah. For the piece you out? Yeah. Oh, no, she did. She straight up left. She was like, oh, yeah, we can't. 
Wait, wait, she broke up with you. Yeah. I never knew that. Oh, no. Joy, man, man, we don't, before we, we broke up, we broke up like a handful of times. Like, but, Joy. But the, the most, <laughs> <laughs> like when we broke up when I was out here, that was like really, I didn't take it seriously. It's like, cause you're here. Bad argument. Yeah, yeah. It was like, man, I'll see you tomorrow type stuff. But that, that first breakup, that one, that one was for real. Cause she was like, you don't have no future plans. Like you don't have nothing planned for the future. What you think? We just gonna have a good time for the rest of our life, and you just gonna God just gonna put something in your life, and it's just gonna be there like that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but so what happened was she she broke up with me, and like. So like I'm scrambling like because I knew I could not lose her. This like, is senior year, so that's 2013. Yeah, yeah. I think she might have had already graduated. She might have. She might have. When you graduate, y'all you graduated together? Nah, I graduated. She graduated at spring 2013. I graduated fall 2013. Oh, but I didn't walk until spring 2013. Right, because so, yeah. yeah. So this is somewhere in that time, and uh, so. I get a plan. I get a plan together like that night, and I'm like, you know what? If if because I'm like, if she is that important to me, then like she she the one because she she getting she getting my ish together. Like she, you know, I had a plan. I was like, uh, all right, let me look. I want to be a photographer. Let me see if I can be a photographer in the military. Like so, I looked up. Uh, I tried to go to the Air Force. Didn't end up working out because like my feet are incredibly flat and all kind of stuff. And they kept sending me back for consultations. They was like, I got this patch on my arm. They was like, he might have skin cancer. So I had to keep having consultations. I was like, you know what, man, I'm tired of this. But I'm like, at that, at that point, at least I had a plan. So I was like, when that didn't work out, that's when I was like, all right, I'm a, I'm a move to Vegas. Ain't nothing working in North Carolina. My girl out in Vegas. Were y'all still broken up at the time? No, nah, she only went when I called her. Oh yeah, I, I skipped some steps. Let me go back. When I figured out this whole plan about going to the military, I called her over to my apartment that night, and reluctantly she came through, and I laid out this plan. I'm like, oh, like I didn't have a plan before, but look, <laughs> so you, I got yeah, you ain't because you is not leaving me. You look, I got a plan now, so. If even if it don't work, I'm presenting something to you. Uh-huh. Like, and she she actively saw me chase it. Like she actively she was there when I took the the ass studying for the ASVAB, took the ASVAB, passed the ASVAB, and like uh, she was there through all of that. So she was like, "All right, let me give him a chance." We was we might have stayed that time. We was maybe broken up for maybe not even a week. Like, cause I I got that plan together quick. I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> You are not. I don't. If I can't have you, I don't know what. I don't, ain't nobody else about to get you. Yeah. So that worked. That worked out. And uh, well, the it worked out as in keeping her, but mm-hmm. the whole military plan didn't work out. But either either way, that showed her that I could at least you know make a plan and like go try to go get it. So when that didn't work, my next plan was to. Cause she stayed in North Carolina for a year after she graduated, and then she decided, you know, I can't do it no more. I'm going back home. 
So she came back home and we were apart for like seven months. And um, when in that seven months, it was it was tough. Like we had I had never been in a long distance relationship and it was only her second relationship ever in life. So it was difficult on both of us. So we were like we were both depressed and it got to a point where it's like, oh, I think she really gone by that by that November, she was like, you could tell it was like it was about to be over. So I was like, man, I gotta go get my girl. I gotta go get my baby. So by December I was out here. <laughs> it's like, like like she didn't even I told her I was coming, but she didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. So like I'm pretty much reached out to her family, like, you know, help me. Like she she found an apartment for me. Still didn't think I was really gonna come out here. Like, so she did all this work. Yeah. And still believe. Didn't believe me. Said she told me she was gonna buy me a mattress. When I got out here, she was like, Oh, I gotta go buy him a mattress. Cause she didn't she didn't think I was really gonna show up because she told me it was already perfect. She told Even me to the point gone. where yeah. you was on you had the U Haul car packed yeah. up. I didn't even get a U Haul, I just packed my uh Nissan Altima down. You packed everything in your Altima? Yeah. Pack packed what I could because my mama still had to ride. So it wasn't even uh it wasn't even all my stuff. I left. I'm about to say, it's like, yo, yeah. you got what, about five closets of uh, shoes? <laughs> but see, I didn't have, I didn't have that many shoes back then, but I, I didn't, I didn't bring all my shoes out here then. I just like had half of them in the car. And then when I got out here, my mom would just ship shoes from time to time. Mm. But when I would go home, I would like bring, bring. back some, you know, little by little. So, and I, I still got shoes in my mom's house, but, but. God <laughs> But either way, by that November, we were sensing it was kind of, she was trying to let me down easy. So I said, nah, player, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. So I showed up like December 19th, like ringing her front door. I'm here. <laughs> so she took. She it, didn't really believe it until I actually was like in Las Vegas. Even with you on the road, did y'all talk while you're on the road? No, we didn't talk. We might have talked once, and I told her I was like in what New Mexico somewhere. I said something like that, and she was like, ah, "Okay, I'll talk to you later." So I'm like, "Okay," I was like, "All right." She don't believe fat me greasy. <laughs> what? <laughs> she she don't believe fat me greasy. I explained yeah. that. I ain't never heard that one before. <laughs> Man, that's, <laughs> that's got to be from Durham. <laughs> that one from Durham. And she don't believe me, fat me greasy. No, she don't believe fat me greasy. She don't believe fat me greasy. Like fat who's me, fat me greasy? Gre- greasy, like fat me. <laughs> it's like fat me greasy, like. It's like when a child respects their parent, and the parent's like, "I'm about to show you that fat me is greasy," meaning I'm for real. I'm not to be Yeah. Oh. He has grease, and I really it's, will whoop your ass. Yeah, it's fat me is really greasy. And I'm yeah, really yeah, yeah. I ain't never in my life heard that before. Never. Uh, I tell you what, you ain't never seen no dry bacon before, hey? No. Or just fat meat. Just fat meat. Just fat meat. Yeah. I mean, I don't have grease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically I showed and proved. I was like, yeah, I'm here. 
Dang. So point me to my uh that apartment you uh said you did. Where is that? Oh man, she she really did that part. So she got you what just kinda like looked up what the lease and all that mm-hmm. stuff and, yeah, and so you had to go sign up paperwork and all that stuff. Okay, okay. For sure. Cause when we still didn't live together. We we haven't we didn't we never lived together until we were married. Now you never thought about shacking up? Now nah, let me tell you this. I wanted to. If it wasn't for my wife, if it was up to me, we would have been living together the day I set foot out here. But thank God we didn't. Like I, I needed, I needed that time because we were still dating, and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, under our Christian values that she was definitely holding tighter to than me, which. <laughs> Very irresponsible of me, but I'm man enough to admit it. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So yeah, it was. So she definitely. That's why I thank God for her because I'm like some days, like I I, I know that it, it's best that we as we in this dating phase, mm-hmm. it, we just live alone because this dating is not guaranteed. Like, right. That's just this could all be over tomorrow. Like you could just up and decide to leave me today, which you can do that in marriage too, but legally. It takes some time. Yeah, we still tied together. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was, I thank God we did it the way, I thank God and her that we did it the way we did. Cause if it was up to me, day one, we'd be like, hey, that'd have been our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, what? I was like, <laughs> we living together, but, but yeah, no, nah, we, we did things the right way, mm-hmm. the right way. Yeah. And yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I definitely, it was it was times like I gave her hell about it. Like I don't move all the way out here and we ain't gonna live together. Like you on one. Yeah, I was like, you know, come on now. But you know. But I have apologized to her mm-hmm. a few times for that. You know, I, I see where I was wrong at. And especially now that we do live together, it's like Yeah. I'm glad I had that free time. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got this. <laughs> you ain't got it nah. but even now like our house is perfect because like if we need time to separate her mm-hmm. she she can be upstairs and I can be downstairs we can do our own separate things and then we can also come together yeah so it's like it's a it's a beautiful situation so when sure. now the moment you and you knew <clears throat> clearly you wanted joy yeah like you moved Freaking thirty, what is it? Thirty six hours. Mm-hmm. Thirty six hours away from home. You left, like you know, your mom. You know, whom like you know, pretty much practically raised you for the rest of your life by herself. So, like you know, you all's relationship was like od tight. Yeah. And like having to leave that, what was that like? You know, having to leave your mom. And like, how did you explain to her, like, your mom, like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm leaving for my girlfriend. Uh, and uh, not, not even your wife. Yeah. No. If my, I mean. When I graduated college, I moved back in the house with my mom mm-hmm. for like for that for the year that I was still living because I only lived in North Carolina for a year after I graduated before I moved out here. So for that year, she being in the house with her, she could see how miserable I was. Mm-hmm. Like she could tell how I, I was just I wasn't myself and uh. She was always, her coming from Regina, North Carolina, 
she's expressed before that like she wished she wished she could have like went further away. Like she, you know, wanted wanted to move wherever. She knew she whatever. She knew she wanted to because she wanted to uh get further away, but uh so she so she supported it. Okay. Long, okay. To answer your question in the long form, she she that she supported it. She had, she um that's how she she helped me drive out here. So at first she gave me a hard time for it. But I was like, you know, my mind's not gonna change. And then and when she finally realized that, I was like, she was like, well, I don't want you uh sitting around here no more looking how you looking. <laughs> and but <clears throat> she her her little thing, she like to say like, bird, gotta leave the nest. I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. And so we uh we still tight to this day. It's like we FaceTime and everything. But of course it's, it's nothing like being in person with her. Right, right, right. But, you know, she she made it easier than I thought she did. Mm, okay, okay. So let's talk about marriage. So <laughs> you took joy off of her parents' hands, off her brother's hands, off of my hands, thank God. <laughs> and how long did you know that joy was the one for you? How did you know that your joy is my person? Like after y'all met, y'all were introduced by this mutual friend who swears up and down that she's responsible for your wedding. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, which is kind of crazy. Uh, it took about uh, from our first date. Yeah, I knew she was the one. Both, definitely before I decided to move to Vegas. You had it had to, yeah. Because I ain't moved to Vegas now. I know that just ain't it. I it was sort of along the line, sort of along along the time when I was like when I first realized that I loved her. Mm. Like, I was like, because I always my thing was I always wanted a girl that could make me laugh, like without even trying, like just somebody. Joy isn't. I wouldn't say. Joy is only goofy when she's sleeping, but if, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but she's like a. You, you think she's goofy? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know, she, she's like, to me, she's serious. Yeah. But goofy at the same time, she just do random stuff. That Absolutely. She's like, why? Why are you doing yeah. this right now? She's like not even trying to be funny. Yeah. When I realized she was that type of person, I can't put like a date on it, but when mm-hmm. I realized she was that type of person, I was like, oh yeah, shit, I got to keep her for as long as I can. So hopefully for the rest of my life. Like Joy would just come up sometimes and just suck on my face. Like, and just leave a, leave a hickey on the side of my face. You know that man, light skin. It was like, you can't say nothing because it's not your like, turn though. You know what I'm <laughs> I was, I was like, but why? I was like, what, what, what the dog say? Mark their territory? 
Like, well, why? Like, oh God! Like, I'm like, it's not even like my neck. Like, it's my face, and I'm I'm hella light. I'm yeah, like, I can't hide it. I'm like, but I'm like, but at the same time, I I guess I I loved it so much because it was like she was like she a wild card. You just you never know what to expect. Mm. Like, and she, I don't know. It, it it might sound kind of creepy, but like uh, well, she's your wife, so I guess not. When we would <clears throat> we would like take naps together or something like that. If I wake up, I'd just be looking at her, and she just like she just looked so peaceful. And it just one one nap we had. I woke up from the. I had a dream while we was taking a nap mm-hmm. one day. We, so we used to just in college, we used to take naps in the middle of the day, just randomly. Just like, you know, get out of class, go, let me go to your room real quick, take a nap. And we were sitting there and I felt I dozed off. And in the dream, she was, uh, I had a dream that me and her were standing at a, she was walking down the aisle. And it was like, she had on this dress, it was like the most, it was like a masterpiece. And, uh, and I woke up, and when I woke up, she was like in my arms. I was like, yo, this is crazy. I ain't yeah. never in my life had a dream about a woman like that. Yeah, nah. I mean, it, I remember it's clear as day, because I took the, it was like, Coming to America when she came out of the aisle, but she had a veil on, so you couldn't, you didn't know it was her until he, until she got up and he took it off. <laughs> I'm trying to date back y'all's wedding. Did she have a veil on? At the no, moment? she didn't. But I'm saying it in my dream. Yeah, I'm just trying to think like, yo, yeah, well, never mind. She did have a veil on. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you foresaw like this whole but wedding day. Didn't cover your face, did it? That's what yeah, a little small joint yeah, on. Okay, yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. I'm thinking like in, in my dream, in my dream, the veil covered her face. And mm. I took it back. And when I took it back, I'm like, oh, snap, that's joy. And I woke up and she right there in my arms. I was like, oh, this is a prophecy. I was determined from then on. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, we going to get married. And then she, then she started, uh, she showed me like little things, like, we didn't re- we like we never lived together, but like uh, she would do things to show me that she could that she was gonna be a great wife one day. Like she she clean, she cook her ass off. I'm like when she started cooking, it was what, what did she make the first time? I think the first time she cooked for me, she made some like a. Yeah, hopefully, it wasn't shrimp alfredo. That's exactly what it was. God damn. <laughs> Chicken and it was shrimp. chicken and shrimp for Alfredo, With but it broccoli. but it was bang. Oh, basic ass meal. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my husband. <laughs> it, it was like one of my Atlanta girls. But as a college student, like with no money, with no money I'm like I'm like. Oh this, oh, this has been college. Yeah, this is college. Oh, college. I thought this was like when you nah, over here in Vegas. Nah, oh, all right, all right. I take that back. You're still, still basic, though. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, for me to be broke and bought that man's shrimp. It's my time. <laughs> Hello. But uh, so yeah, she cooked. But just the fact that she was that she cooked it all because I'm like, I I can make a bowl of cereal and spice. Oh, it up she wasn't really like you because. 
as her friend, I didn't get no meals. Oh, because I'm basic and broke. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 Dang. But nah, the um, so yeah, she showed me that she could cook mm-hmm. and showed me like things that were important to her, like ha- having a clean house. Like my apartment used to smell like. From the day I moved in, my apartment smelled like cigarettes. But now, knowing her, she didn't know me when I first had the apartment. So it, it's coming off like, oh, well, you smoke cigarettes. Like, I smoke cigarettes. I'm coming like, no. But as soon as that was like a, something important to her, I'm like putting bowls of, um, what was I putting bowls of? Vinegar. Putting bowls of vinegar around the apartment. Oh. Because they say they get rid of the smell. Never knew. I'm like trying to. Make things better for her and everything, and she was trying to do the same for me, like trying to get me eating better. I'm not trying to making sure I was eating more healthier meals. So, yeah, that's from that point on. I'm like, oh yeah, she the one. That's like, she <clears throat> she gonna take care of my heart and my stomach mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. She she showed me, but she. It, it was like a it was like a little sample. Yeah, she, she won't give me the whole. Of course thing. not, right? She wasn't it all out there, but she was she was showing me just enough to know that I was gonna be in good hands. Yeah, when we, when we was married. So, um, so, question: Knowing that she had a guy best friend, how did you feel about that? <laughs> Are you coming with her today? <laughs> um, I ask good questions, brother. I really wasn't. Like you talk like before I knew knew you before you knew how it was because like yeah. we all we figured out that we really didn't know each other on campus. I've seen yeah. you around campus before, around, like yeah. like, but it's like we didn't really know know each other right. like that. And then you're dating Joy, and the kind of she called me said, "Oh, I got I got a boyfriend." I said, "What?" Like when you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you start talking to people, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was like, "All right." I was like, "My next question, like, yeah, like, does he know like who I am?" Like. Yeah. I didn't want nothing like crazy like to break y'all up because prior to like you know y'all dating people would think like oh like y'all gotta be like got something going on I'm like nah like it's nothing like that yeah but just I tell you this just in the idea of it of her like having a male best friend I really wasn't tripping on that because mm-hmm. all my best friends was females oh. so it was like the same dynamic yeah like my my best female friend was uh. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Chelsea. So it was like uh I I hung around mostly girls anyway. So I'm like, I can see how uh um how you could have a male best friend, because I got female best friends. So I really want to trip. And then I met you, remember we went to Olive Garden that time? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, yeah, he cool. I was like, he's straight. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 nah, she never said anything bad. I just want to get you like hear your side of it because it's like I know there's some guys who would trip like For yo, sure. like Y'all are too dang on close. Yeah. Like somebody you got big. It's either yeah. me or him. For sure. And I had a homegirl like that. It was like the dude she was dating at the time at the time uh saw how close me and her were and he wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like, but the thing was, my homegirl fought for me. Like, nah, that's really just my friend. Yeah. So I'm not gonna not be his friend, right? You, cause you insecure about it, you know, like, and, and it's strictly uh, we strictly just friends, mm-hmm. and I, ain't. so I was like, you know what? It's that, it's that. Now, 
before I had female best friends, I would always look at that like, you know, that's kind of weird. Like, how do you how do you have like I'm talking about way before I met Joy, way like just when I was a younger person, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, nah, I'm your one friend. On Facebook. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm in the top five. Yeah, I'm him. I'm, I'm all five. <laughs> But you know, the only when I realized, you know, that just that that just looked like a hell of an insecurity. Mm. Like you you not in, you're not secure enough in your relationship to let your significant other just have friends. Yeah, like, yeah. And then the thing about Joy is I never had a problem with you as her best friend or any any guy. I never had a problem with this, that she was just her friend. My thing with Joy was when I first met her, I felt like she was a hell of a flirt. I was like, and then I realized like who Joy is a person. She just didn't even see it like that because she's so nice to people. Mm-hmm. She's just like she's the the friendliest person. Just she will walk up to a random stranger and have like a. 30 minutes to an hour conversation. Not me. And it, I, and I'm not that way at all. And like Joy, when I that was the only thing I was insecure about was I felt like, I'm like, do you not realize you flirting with this man right now? <laughs> like not you, but just yeah, like, yeah. like we been at a party before, like cause we, we was real low key when we first started talking. So mm-hmm. like we we would be in the same settings, but nobody knew that like we were like talking. So she would be talking to other people and I'd be sitting there tripping like you are gazing in this man's eyes and he is taking it totally different than what you mean it as. Yeah. Because I'm a man. I know how he looking back at you. Mm-hmm. Like, he looking back at you like, oh, you, you don't give me a chance. Like, oh, you you like me. You think I'm cute. Yeah. You know, like, and But she she just looking, being like nice, like have a conversation. Cause, but like Joy might hit him on the show to do something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, Joy, I, I know you don't mean it, but it's a little flirty. Yeah, like, yeah. It's coming off real flirty. So that that was that was probably the only thing I was insecure about at the time. But learning learning who Joy is mm-hmm. as a person, I had to like bag back a little bit. Yeah. I had to back all the way back. Last question. Mm-hmm. Young and married. <laughs> How does did you see yourself being married at this age? Yes. Honestly, if I could go back, I would have honestly done it a couple years earlier. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I would have done it earlier. I just. Um, what stopped you? One, finances. Well, what I, I thought finances stopped me, but they hmm. really didn't. I didn't really understand that. Uh, like how buying a ring works or like uh, I was thinking that I so I, let me not even say finances just my thoughts mm-hmm. like I thought I had to have it all together and come into marriage with like with with everything set up already like not thinking that oh y'all can do this together yeah like so I, I it was really just my mindset I thought like I had to present like a ring to her, a car, a house, another dog. I'm thinking I had another dog. <laughs> I'm thinking I had to present all this to mm. her at the same time. So then, 
one day I'm sitting in my apartment. It's it's 2018, and I'm like, you know, like it, it's I'm I'm thinking like how I'm telling you now, like I should have did this two years earlier. Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's time. I was like, it's it's been time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and by because by the time I proposed to her, we had been dating for five years. So I was like. You really know, and I, I knew she was the one at like year three. And I'm like, she, I'm, like, I'm just, I'm just, I was scared, really. I was stuck in my ways. I'm like, I wanna, I wanna roll up when I wanna roll up. Cause I, conversations we had in dating were like, uh, you are like she, cause Joy had never been a fan of the whole smoking thing. And, all that, so we had conversations early on, like, "Oh, you gonna cut back? Like when, when we get married, right? Or like when we try to have kids, you you, you gonna stop, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." And I I just had ways that I wasn't ready to let go of, mm. so I was like, "Man, let me go ahead and make make my life better, <laughs> make my life better." Because <laughs> yes. I'm sitting I'm sitting in a two bedroom apartment at the time, and now now we in a three yeah three bedroom house so it was like mm. it was definitely an upgrade because that it was an upgrade for sure last not last just in my bad but no nah, go ahead uh, it was an upgrade like not just as far as the house yeah yeah not like for you personally yeah, yeah. nah for sure i i definitely see it um just from conversations we've had and everything like that like i definitely see like your growth yeah as a man and as a husband now my last last question actually <laughs> God. Because you actually had the opportunity to sit in on Joy's interview. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that she said that you need to defend yourself that you couldn't because she kept uh, cutting you off earlier? <laughs> yeah. I tried to get you over here. Yeah. Is there anything that you said, you know what? Anything I need to defend myself because I know like we were talking about um, the distance between the two yeah. of y'all and we talked about um the arguments that you all had, I just don't see y'all like not talking to each other for a whole week. Yeah, no, it's crazy. She she told the truth. She um, if anything, I could have just elaborate on it more. Or the one the one thing she said was uh, she said a part where when she was in Reno for the like the six months she was there, that I didn't like uh, tell her that everything was gonna be okay over the phone, which I did do, but. I guess I didn't do it in a well-received way. Mm. I didn't do it. I didn't do it in a way. Cause to me, it to me it felt easy. To yeah. me, it felt like, man, it's just like this just a this just a season. We're gonna get through this season. It's gonna be good. Like it'll be fine. I, I'm more so if I if I could say I'm more so kind of like blew it off. Like mm, okay, okay. Like, like we, we, we gonna, I didn't say it like I wasn't. I would say like I wasn't compassionate enough. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't at the level that she needed. Where I was just like, the "Game is on, baby. It's gonna be fine." Gonna be fine. I wouldn't literally say the game is on, but she could tell like your focus was somewhere straight, else. Yeah, my focus wasn't like she. If she looking at me, I'm like looking at the game, looking back at her, looking at the game, looking back at her. Like, oh yeah, baby, it'd be cool. Like, yeah, we, we gonna be good. Like, I was I was too calm about it, which I'm a very calm person, but. Sometimes and it's it's fair for her to say like she she needs more from me mm. like and we we need more from each other so 
So yeah, that and uh, but it's it's times in marriage where we have we have good times and we have bad times for sure. And the nah, the, the bad times, the good times are amazing, but the uh, the bad times can be real bad. Can be very low at times. And that that was one of those times where I take I put it like this. Anytime we have an argument, I don't even remember what the argument was about. I just remember how bad the argument got, like how what levels what level we got to. But I can't tell you. I I can't I can't even sit here and tell you that week that we didn't talk, and when she came home or whatever, I don't even remember what the argument was about. I don't even remember what started it. Hmm. So I was like that. That whole thought process in itself makes me want to do better just going forward because every time we have a blow up argument like that, I never remember what how it started. I never remember what we that and that's been like even since we were dating. We've had bad arguments, but like I don't even remember what it was about. I just can remember what was said to hurt my feelings once we got to that point. Like once we got to the point we were attacking each other, like ta- attacking each other's character. And I don't remember what the argument was based off of. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> we'll, I'm a very uh, prideful person, I could say, I should say. Like, I, well, if I don't feel like I did you wrong, it's hard for me to like come to you first and try to w- reconcile. If I don't, if I felt like I was reacting to being disrespected or reacting to whatever you felt you needed to say, and I just and I match your level of intensity, I don't. It's it's hard for me to come to you because like if because I've come to her before and it was like I didn't get the reaction that I wanted as mm-hmm. I was apologizing, so that made me like I ain't never doing this again. Like I, but you know. You live, you learn. I definitely can't keep that energy. Yeah, I know. I gotta uh, just all like like how to uh, how does what would the scripture say or the uh, the covenant say? Always ready for recon, always ready for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep that in mind. But she didn't tell no lies. It's usually her that offers like a peace offering or something like to get us back on track because like um how can i say this um yeah no that's 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 pretty much she'll like i we get into argument and i'll just want to uh distance myself because I I grew up uh, seeing my parents argue a lot or not even like I, I, I would go to sleep to the sound of like my dad yelling at my mom and then uh, I would also go to my grandparents house and hear them arguing with each other so like, I come from a and she didn't grow up like that she mm-hmm. was the exact opposite like her parents never argue in front of her, none of that. So it's um I feel like I fail her and I fail myself every time we get into a bad argument because I feel like 
I'm reverting back to what I saw when I was a kid. And I'm like, I wanted to break that cycle so bad and I'm fail and I'm failing at it. Mm. So that is definitely something we have been working on. We have got we definitely have gotten better. We we every every day is a step in a better direction than where we coming from. Cause we try to like we we at a point now where we own um, if we see that it's going left, one of one of us will say like, "Why are you talking like that?" Or like, "Why why 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 are you getting louder?" Mm-hmm. Like, we could just like go because like, we we both we we the same, and we don't like to be told like Joy don't like to be told to chill, <laughs> and I don't like to be told like to calm down. Like when I when I like. Uh, I'm like I'm calm. If, if you tell it's like anger, it's like anger management that move you out of Taylor. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm calm right now. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm calm. Like if you tell me to calm down when I know I'm calm, that's only gonna make me more yeah not calm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but we 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 definitely doing better. So I know it's it's better things to come because I'm like if we go if we were to stay on the path that we were going down of like. This arguing thing with we probably wouldn't be together for much longer. Mm. But we we both know that like we need each other. Like that that's my person for sure. Like I I hate. Let me not say I hate. I don't like crying around people. Like I'm not I'm not a vulnerable person at all. But around her. I can be as vulnerable as I need to be. I can boo-hoo cry. I could I could get all my feelings and emotions out. And she would she would just hold me and and let me cry. Or let me do whatever. So and but but she's the opposite where she's a very vulnerable person. And like she she isn't she's never going to hold her tears. I don't want to. I don't want to be that good at it, but I know I need to be more vulnerable. So she definitely helps me open up. She definitely does that for me. That's dope. Mm. Well, brother, I appreciate that conversation. Hey man, I found out another side of that I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Anytime, man. Appreciate, it, man. It was very insightful and very eye-opening, and very. I, I actually learned something from you. Um. Just going for what you really want and really just taking the risk. Yeah. I'm not a big risk taker. Yeah. Like, especially when it comes to people. For sure. Like, I was like, that whole movie made in seven months? Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I feel like when you find a person that's worth it, you would do when you know. When it's like, when, it's like when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just ain't, I ain't knew yet. Right. <laughs> Nobody, nobody will be able to tell you but you. Because mm-hmm. when I told my homeboys I'm moving to next place, they like, what? You about to do what? Like, y'all only been, we at that point, we hadn't been dating for, we'd only been dating for a year and some change. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I told myself, I'm like, I'm sure it'll work out, but even if it don't, like, I would have moved away from home. I'm a big boy. I would I'm going to figure it out. And it's plenty of times when I got out here where I was like, I might end up going home or or 
maybe this ain't gonna work between us. But that definitely, definitely took a lot of prayer. Definitely prayed a lot. Definitely went to church more than I ever have in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Joy is she? She changed my life. Literally, literally changed my life. So she, she worth it. <laughs> uh, she all right, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do a quick for sure. I'm gonna do a quick commercial, and then I want you to close out, man. Just something dope, powerful, whatever you feel like uh, is on your heart to close us out with, and we'll wrap it up. So this episode is sponsored by the Emboldened Institute. It is the only place that I know that sends out daily messages of encouragement, hope, anything to help you pretty much get along your way. Uh, we talk about you know traumatic life events. It's literally me talking to you. We texting back and forth. It's no robots. It's no VA. It's all me talking to you. If you like to subscribe, I have two communities that you can join. The first one is the Healers Club, where you just text me the word HEAL to 404-476-6780. That's 404-476-6780. And we're just talking, you know, I'm just sending messages of pretty much just hope and how you can begin your healing journey. The next one is affirmation. I send out daily affirmations. You can just text me the word affirmation to 404-476-6780. That will put you on both lists. I send out separate messages so you won't get the same messages from one community to the other. And it's really just helping you along this healing journey because, like I said, you're never fully healed, but you're healing, and it's a daily process. Ryan, thank you again, my man. Close this out, man, with something just, man, you got in your heart or something just dope. What's on my mind right now is um, thinking about, you know, the holidays and just passed by. So I would say to everybody out there, hold your loved ones, hug your loved ones, and tell them that you love them because you never know if that'll be the last time. Mm. Always cherish your loved ones. Make sure they know that you love them. Sure. There it is. It gets no better than that. We are out. Peace.